0: AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. feel good about driving, Bridgestone, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. We're glad you joined us today. Now let's get to the news. Mary Barra just took her first overseas trip as CEO of General Motors, and she went directly to Russelsheim in Germany, which is where Opel is based. Barra announced that GM is investing in an all-new vehicle for Opel, which will be music to the ears of everyone who works there. Even though Opel lost sales last year, it actually gained a little bit of market share, as its sales did not drop off as much as the overall market. Last year, Tesla announced that it's going to create a network of electric charging stations, what it calls superchargers, across the U.S. to allow Model S owners to drive across the country. And now drivers can travel from coast to coast. Yesterday, the company announced it has more than 70 stations in the United States, covering about 80% of the population in the U.S. The superchargers, which are located near highway interchanges, provide about 170 miles of range in a 30-minute charge, and it's free. Tesla covers the charging costs. The Japanese car market is the third largest in the world, behind China and the United States, but sales have been stuck in the doldrums for over 20 years. Last year, total sales came to 5.3 million units, up only 0.1 percent from the year before. But Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has introduced a series of economic reforms that might be getting car sales on a healthy growth path. Last month, new car sales in Japan shot up 25 percent. Honda alone saw its sales rocket up more than 70 percent. And just in case you're not familiar with the Japanese market, here's a quick snapshot of where it stands. Toyota dominates the Japanese market with over 41 percent market share. That includes Daihatsu and Hino, which are part of the Toyota group. Honda is in second place, ahead of Nissan. And then it really falls off to Mazda, Subaru, Mitsubishi, and Isuzu. Imports account for a meager 6.4% of the market. Interestingly, K-cars, those little 660cc boxes, account for about 2 million sales a year and are completely unique to the Japanese market. 2013 was a rough year for Volvo due to its lack of new product. It'll be rolling out the new V60 this year, but that's not enough to get the brand growing again. Tony Nicolosi, the president and CEO of Volvo Cars North America says, and I quote, what really is coming is next year. And that's when we get our new, what we call scalable product architecture. products designed off that start rolling out with the new xc90 and that's when we'll really start seeing our growth close quote the xc concept which debuted at the detroit show is where volvo's design language is headed nicolosi also told us and i quote we're going back to our roots i think we abandoned our roots and safety we owned safety so i think you're going to see us go back to our core values and roots You know, I think that's a smart move. I'm always puzzled by car companies that walk away from their brand image. About 80% of repair work done in the U.S. is handled by independent service centers rather than dealerships. But Ford is hoping to change that, at least for its new aluminum-intensive F-150. The Dearborn automaker will require all repair shops to be certified if they want to fix the new truck. Ford will chip in $10,000 to any interested dealer, but it will still cost shops anywhere from $30,000 to $50,000 for tooling upgrades and for technician certification. Speaking of that F-150, let's take a look at some of the benefits and the pitfalls that Ford faces, and that is coming up next. Here's one of the great things about the all-around performance of our Dueler tires excellent traction. Do you need a ladder? Yes, I do. Okay. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. On Auto Line After Hours last week, the talk was dominated by the aluminum F-150 that Ford is going to come out with. I want to show you a clip from that show, which includes Joe White from the Wall Street Journal, Henry Payne from the Detroit News, and Tony Swan from CarAndDriver.com. Now, I'm told because I missed the press conference. I was doing other interviews. Great press conference. They never said the word aluminum. That's no. True. What the hell is that about? Well, because Here's look. Here's this well, aluminum truck. It's I'll, the game I'll changer. A, I'll, I'll take a first shot at that, but I'll, you know, look, I mean, the, the, among the many things that they're going to try to communicate about this truck, they want to, I mean, they want you to know that it's lighter. They want you to know that it's more efficient. They haven't given the mileage numbers yet. Um, they do not want you to associate this with aluminum, as in tinfoil. Okay, the, if anything, if anything, they want you to talk. They want you to think of it as aluminum, as in military vehicles that you know that fight wars for us and they can take a you know can take a shell. That, or, or, you know, or a ship, or maybe a warplane. That's the kind of aluminum that they want you to think about. And it's going to be interesting to see how they communicate what they've done. But everybody there knew that the thing's made out of sure. aluminum. Why? Yeah, but, but, but the consumer, and, and what's driving this, a big thing is driving this is government regulation, right? It's not, it's not that the consumer has said, I want aluminum trucks. I mean, to your average consumer, aluminum means tin cans It's soda cans that that's what that's what that's what that's what what aluminum means I'm not sure that that's entirely true because we hear a lot of stuff about uh, manufacturers coming in with cars with aluminum uh, suspension members and and things like that and the manufacturers are bragging about that yeah Tony they don't they don't market them that way I mean, unless, unless you're a, a true motorhead, and we got four motorheads here, unless, unless you're buy, buying an Audi R8 or something, and then, 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 the, then the marketing yeah. team says, you, says yeah. to you, or, or a Corvette uh, Z06, so it's got an aluminum chassis, that means something to a motorhead. But your average consumer, mm-hmm. an F-150 is, is right in the middle of average consumer country. Aluminum is not necessarily a selling point. That, that truck sells because it's reliable and because it's strong. Yeah, build for a tough. That's just a little bit of what we talked about on that truck, and it's a great conversation that you can catch on our website right now or on YouTube. Just look for the Line Network. Also, this Thursday night, our guest on After Hours will be none other than Bob Lutz, and that ought to be a great show. But that wraps up today's report. Thanks for joining us, and have a great day.